With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Strategy Cast. I'm your host, Dale O'Donnell, and this week I'm joined by Daniel Nardiello. It's a pleasure, but the ultimate aim this season is to bring you the best insight on Manchester United. And to get the ball rolling, Nards, how are you feeling? How are your feelings towards this new campaign? I've been really impressed with the, with the off-season, in the sense of the, the, the two big boys that have come in, with uh, Varane and, and Sancho, I think, two fantastic signings. So it does add that element of excitement. Obviously, we've all missed... You know, watching United on a on a weekly basis and and supporting the team. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm optimistic about the season ahead. I think Ollie's building it slowly but surely to to the team and, and what he wants. But yeah, excitement. I think it's and it's a, what a game to kick off with at the weekend as well. It's it's a fantastic start to the season. I think he's quite lucky in a way that after the heartbreak in Gdansk, that the club got the business done in the summer pretty pretty well. You know, I know there was a delay in announcing Sancho. There's been a delay in announcing Varane. But ultimately, United you know, got the, their deals done, the ones they wanted. And that's kind of taken a bit of the kind of shine of what happened against Villarreal. And the focus now is stepping up. We've got better players. Can we move on and do better again this season? But... Some of the topics that I want to run through, I'm not going to focus too much on Leeds because ultimately it's going to take a few weeks for us to kind of gather our thoughts on our opposition in the Premier League. You know, last week we played everything in the preseason. They look miles off the pace. They're only really missing Richarlison. They had all their first team players there and we made them look very, very ordinary. But one player, Daniel, I want to talk about is Anthony Martial. He thinks he can get back to his best this season. 
despite the form he put in last season, and a lot of questions have been asked. He puts it down to injuries, niggles, and not quite being a hundred percent. But is this his final chance? Well, there's never been a debate whether Marshall. Well, in my opinion, there's never been a debate whether Marshall's good enough or not because on his day he's frightening. He's got the skill, he's got the pace, he's got the power. He can finish, score goals. So it's never been so much about his ability. It's been the other action. Attributes, hasn't it? The work rate, the the attitude, that kind of thing that sometimes you see and you think, well, what's he doing here? He's playing for Manchester United. He should be working his socks off and, and you know, really being committed to the team. I know that can just be mannerism sometimes. And, and I, I do think he has had a hard time uh, in certain aspects and a bit over the top in, in certain aspects as well. But, but ultimately, yeah, he, he's got to prove himself this year because... We know there's a talent there. We've seen it on multiple occasions, you know, in 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 in, in fits and spurts during the season. So if he really wants to nail down that spot and get in, you know, to be a top Manchester United striker, top Premier League striker, he's really got to he's really got to kick on this season and prove his worth. And, and hopefully, he can stay fit and, and and prove a lot of people wrong. He seems to me as someone that quite easily gets his nose put out of joint because in, in the past we've seen some, some big names come to Manchester United, the likes of Slatan Ibrahimovic, Lukaku, Edison Cavani. You know, these big names come in and my thought would have been, this is fantastic for a young striker. You were a young striker at Manchester United yourself and you would have watched all the kind of players that were playing week in, week out and how you could learn from them. But what I've noticed is when these players come in, kind of puts Martial back a step or two. And you mentioned that we see bursts in the season where he can score on a, on a game streak of five games or so and, and do really, really well. But at this level, the question is, can you do it consistently? And he hasn't done that. So I do think at the start of the summer, the talk was that Manchester United got a good offer for, for Martial, that they would definitely consider it. That has definitely changed in recent weeks. And we've seen the links to Inter Milan but I think the injury to Marcus Rashford has maybe kind of issued a nudge to Solskjaer to say that I'm not going into this season lacking in that department. I can't afford that. So it could be his last chance. There's no denying that he's a brilliant player and has the attributes to, to be world class. None of it. But it's just, has he got the hunger to do that? Yeah. Daniel, when you, when you were coming through with United and there was, say, big, big name strikers joining as a young player after coming through the academy, what, what was your perspective? Were you thinking, oh, no, this puts me back further? Or were you thinking, no, I can actually learn from this and I can improve myself? For, well, for me, it's, it's to be expected, whether you, it's, it's Manchester United or any football club in the, in the, in the country. Even when I was playing for, in the lower leagues, if a striker came in, it's all about competition. It should give you a kick up the backside. I think I often got, when I was a player, when, when a striker came into the club, it, 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 it genuinely did give me a kick up the backside, give me a bit of determination. I'm getting this spot on the team. I'm making that number nine spot my own. I want to play regularly and I want to score goals. It does seem to affect Marshall and, and, and other players as well. If, if other players come in, it kind of it disheartens them and, and it shouldn't. You're playing for Manchester United. Manchester United historically have had three, four world-class strikers that they can bring on at any given time. So you've got to expect that as a professional footballer and you've been paid a huge amount of money to be competitive and compete with these players. So so for me, that, that that's a bit of a bit of a nonsense, really. You should expect that and that should drive you on. And yeah, he's got the ability and, and maybe it does. Maybe this year he, he, he will change. He might have matured a little bit. He might have, you know, something might have clicked in his own, own head and, and sometimes that happens because 
if you can't learn off the likes of him with his attitude, his work rate, his ability, his finishing, his the time and effort he puts into training, then if you can't learn off him, you can't learn off anyone. So it is really, like you say, last chance saloon for Marshall, for, for me, and, and I think a lot of Manchester United fans, and even Ollie to a certain extent as well. With the, the new signings we've had this summer, Sancho, Tom Heaton and Varane, do coaches and managers have a responsibility to, to communicate then with other players that would be fighting for, for a place? You know, so you sign Varane, does Solskjaer kind of have a responsibility to go and speak to Lindelof, to Maguire, Bali, and even players that weren't starting last season, Tonzebe, who could go out and loan before the season begins? I think so, because I think that that builds that bit of honesty, that relationship between manager and player. I mean, if 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 a manager said to me, look, I'm bringing in so-and-so and, you know, he's there to compete with you or play with you potentially at times, it, it just builds that relationship. It's not done behind your back. And it, it doesn't take long. It could be a five-minute phone call or, or a five-minute, you know, talk in the hall in, in training or wherever it is on the training field it doesn't take long to do that and I appreciated that a bit of honesty if if you're not playing on a Saturday you played last week I'm, I'm putting so-and-so in today because I feel like he could do this in you know in this game and you'll be in bench and I hope you get to get you involved I think that relationship I've just been honest with your players and it's, I mean you bring in Varane in as a player I'm not being funny you don't have to justify it to Twins AB or Lindelof or Bay yeah. because one of the best set of in the world so they know that they're not stupid but but just having that two minute five minute conversation whatever it may be Twins AB I, I, you think I think you can go out alone for a year you can play elsewhere to, to get better and come back and compete for a team, place in the team next season. I think it's a, it's a reassurance that you're part of the manager's plans. Even if you're not starting every week, he's gone out of his way to, to take you aside and, and to explain what his plans are for the future. You know, you, you often hear players getting upset um, at different clubs because they become isolated under certain managers. And one of those managers I'm talking about, did manage Manchester United and at, at our club he left certain players feel isolated as well and, and, and we don't want that for team morale and, and right right now and under Solskjaer's whole reign there's never been a period even when results weren't going away they could say that the dressing room was turning on the manager or they weren't buying his methods because that respect was there and I think so far he's really nailed that aspect of, of his management but Romelu Lukaku is returning to English football and um, have Chelsea finally got the fully accomplished striker that the that United didn't have? Yeah, I mean, watching Lukaku in the Euros and, and a few, few times last year for, for Inter Milan, I mean, he's a talent. I mean, I know he wasn't great at United. I mean, I remember going to watch him a, a few times and thinking, Jesus, his, his first touch is just, it's not what Manchester United number nine needs to be about. It's he, He's not got that... Yes, he scored the goals, but he's not got that 100% all-round game like like your Harry Kane's and, and, and players like that. I do think Inter Milan have worked on that. I think Conte worked on that, and, and it, it has got a lot better. I think there was that issue, wasn't there, with his diet, something that was affecting him in his weight, which they, they they sourced and they found and they figured out how to how to best approach that, and he's, he's cut down massively. And yeah, I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with at Chelsea. I do think he is that almost that complete number nine that you know can really can really take a team to the to the next level and obviously Cavani missed the start of the season due to a delay in his return and um, he had the, the birth of, of a baby during the summer as well so obviously he was spending time with his family after Copa America it would be frustrating I guess if we didn't have Mason Greenwood who should be basically begging for opportunities now in that central role and I think that leading up to this Leeds game 
I would be starting him ahead of Martial. Martial's going to have to turn from injury. He's not 100%. And he said that in the recent interview, that it's going to need a few weeks to get to that level again. So we're, we're quite lucky, aren't we, to have a player waiting like Greenwood. I mean, yeah, we've spoken about Greenwood many a time before. I mean, he's a phenomenal talent. And ultimately, I do think, unless a Haaland or something like that comes in, he's going to be the future of Manchester United in the number nine spot. So, yeah, to have him and Martial, you know, for for the upcoming game at the weekend, I'm not convinced. I I couldn't tell you either way who I think is going to start. Who are... I think Oli might go with Martial, but I personally would probably like to go with uh, with Greenwood just because he's going to have a hell of a lot in and around him that can help support him play that role. And you've got Martial to come off the bench if need be. So at some point, he's got to be given that chance to to, to be you know fight for that number nine spot. And we all know how good he is and give him a chance. You know he's scoring. So it's a tricky one for Saturday because I'm not convinced all of what Ollie will do, but uh, I'm with you. I saw your predicted team that you put out before and I, and, and I quite liked the fact that you had Greenwood there. I, I would agree with you. I, I would prefer him, but I've got a sneaky feeling Solskjaer could play Martial instead. On the note of Cavani missing the start of the season, there was many United fans that were quite annoyed by Rashford's timing of his operation. Um, he delayed it after the Euros, which he didn't really play a big part in. And he's going to miss the first few months of the season. They're saying mid-October, but that surely means then match fitness, you're talking November. As someone who represented their country on the international stage with Wales, can you give some perspective then in Rashford's thinking or, or, or do you have your United goggles on and you're thinking selfishly? <sighs> I can understand some of the frustrations that are coming from the fans. I, I do understand it to a certain degree, but you can't question you can't question Rashford's commitment to anything, whether it's England, whether it's to to Manchester United, whether it's to you know the Manchester you know community as a whole, well the UK as a whole. The, the, the things that that kid's done, that you know that he doesn't have to do is is phenomenal. So. I wouldn't question his commitment to Manchester United because he's shown how committed he is. Um, yes, I understand the frustration. And maybe he thought he could get through it without having the operation. Who knows the actual ins and outs of, of, of why it was delayed when it was. Um, only they will know. Only Manchester United staff will know. Only Rashford will know. But listen, Ollie's quite flexible with his players, as you see with Cavani now, with, with, with other players that, you know, last season, giving them the time they need. So... Rashford probably deserves a bit of time, a bit of rest. He probably needs that little bit of time rest. And we've got more than enough to, 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 to go on without him for, for you know, six weeks or whatever it is. So I, I understand the frustration, but I'm not too concerned. Ultimately, United need a fully fit Rashford because yeah. when we were speaking towards the end of last season, he wasn't playing particularly well. He had a good, good tally for, for the season because he started so well. But he faded off and he looked like a player that was playing nursing injury. He didn't look 100%. And with the way everyone's reacting at the time, you think that they'd be all celebrating the fact he was getting an operation and that he'd be back fully fit because that's what we need. I understand the frustration because I don't support England, quite frankly. So for me, I, yeah. I, only, I only see Manchester United. But, but also, when you, when, you, when you try and look through <coughs> his lens heading into the Euros... How many chances was he ever going to get to have a Euros at home? Um, you know, that's a, that's a fantastic opportunity. And even if he wasn't on the pitch the whole time, he was part of something that, 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 that very few English teams have been able to do by reach the, the European Championships final, you know? 
an amazing yeah. achievement. They might not have won it, but this English team for once was an actual likable English team. Fans probably less so. A few people showed up, showed up the whole nation with their behaviour. But uh, but ultimately, I think, you know, Rashford was part of something pretty good. He'll probably grow as a player as a result. You know, big games, it's all part and parcel. But yourself, Nards, from, from coming through the academy and that, have you any memories from facing Leeds and were they always, um, were they always a dirty team? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was always a good rivalry, even, even with the, you know, with the under-17s or the 19s, the reserve games. There was always that little bit extra that, that you knew was there. And like, I remember playing a, a reserve team game against Leeds and it was actually James Milner. He was, proper, he was like 15 years old and he was playing for reserves and you obviously saw that he was a big talent then. But I remember there was... There, there was I might be exaggerating, but there must have been at least a thousand, fifteen hundred fans there for a reserve game, which wasn't and it was it was probably the best atmosphere I played in as a reserve team player, leads away. And I think we won one nil in the end. But um yeah, they, they, they were always there's always that little bit of bite with Leeds. And I remember players talking in the change rooms and like Gary Neville sticks to mind. I remember he, he used to call them dirty leads. I hate I hate leads, I hate leads. He hated Leeds and he hated Liverpool. And I remember he wanted Arsenal to win the league over the other teams that were involved. It was Liverpool at the time. And yeah, so there was always that, especially with the proper, you know, the proper mank lads, in, mm. whether my age or, you know, growing up with the, the Nevilles and stuff like that. They, they, they hated Leeds and, 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 it, and it's, it's reciprocal, isn't it? I, I remember being on, a, on a, a train. I went to watch Millwall Leeds on a stag do and I was on the train with a load of Leeds fans. Oh, and the... the they were horrible, horrible set of fans. They were what they were singing about Manchester. I was disgusted. And it's like, but there's that rivalry there, which as long as it's done in the right way, it's great. Yeah. That little bit of, you know. I think it's good to have them back in the Premier League. Not, 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 not talking long term, but it's certainly what you want to have that fixture on the calendar. You want to have those. I got, those crucified, I got crucified on Twitter for saying that. I said, as much as I don't like Leeds, I'm glad we're going to get to see Manchester yeah, United yeah. twice a season because it. The atmosphere at the games, I don't know if you've been to a Leeds United game, but it's, it's, I mean, even when we when Leeds won League One, we played them in the cup, the atmosphere, it was great because, yeah. you know, hated each other. And it was like, we, we've got to do them. We've got to do them. It's, it's a good rivalry. Football's all about rivalries. It, it also brings the, the sense of satisfaction in the next few years when they have to go down again. So. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> but, um, but, but in fairness to Marcelo Belsa, um, manager that, that, that came in with a, with a big reputation in world football. Um, a lot of managers, including Pep Guardiola, Mauricio Pochettino, they owe a lot to him when they, when they speak very highly of him. So when he took over Leeds, I was only waiting for it to go tits up. Um, <laughs> and his record at clubs, he doesn't stay very long, but he's outlasted his time at any club with Leeds, which comes quite of a shock. They play brilliant football. There's a number of players that he stuck with from the championship that are now in the frame of England. Or even look at Calvin Phillips, who's a regular with the England team. Is this the year that it goes tits up? Or have you been very impressed by him? Yeah, for me, Lee, there's, no, there's no chance Leeds are going down. There, there, there's, there's at least three teams that are worse than them. So, so yeah, Bielsa's come in. He's done an absolutely fantastic job. I love watching them play. As a neutral, you watch them on a, a Monday night football or something like that if they're on Sky. You know you're going to tune in because you're going to see an entertaining game. You might want them to lose, but you know, you know you're going to see an entertaining game. He's, his tactics and the way he approaches every game from what I've read and from listening to players and what they do, it, it's, been, it's, it's, like, it's really in-depth. So for me to say they're going to go down, I, I just can't see it at all. But you know you're going to get an entertaining game. I mean, the, the games last year where we played them was, were fantastic, weren't they? So, yeah... 
for me, they're too good to go down. He's too good of a manager. And I don't see him going anywhere anywhere soon. But ninth, maybe not that high. One of the games that I recall from last season that stands out was City and Leeds. And Gary Neville, I think, commented on at the time that he was it was like watching school boys really, really young because there was no tactics. It was just every man for himself and running around and defenders all over the place. But it's nice to see that at the Premier League level. It's nice to see a little glimpse that that managers have, as some say, the cojones to, to, to come out and, and try that kind of football. And against Guardiola, who had to respond by doing the same thing. You yeah. know, it's entertaining. Um, so going into the new season, Solskjaer said at the beginning of the summer, at the end of last season, that it would be unsustainable to go into that campaign, this campaign, with De Gea and Henderson. Now, he's changed his tune on that, probably because it would be very difficult to, to shift off De Gea right now. But who will be your number one? Henderson. Henderson. For me, it's Henderson. I mean, I love De Gea and what he's done for the club. And, you know, during the, the real tough times, you know, over the last few years, De Gea has been the, been the goalkeeper that's, you know, saved us on, on, on multiple occasions. But I just think he's been a bit ropey, hasn't he, the last couple of seasons. I think Henderson is young. He's hungry. He's going to be the future number one for England. I just think he's got the ability there. Yes, he'll make a couple of mistakes as well, but I just think that's the future of Manchester United. And England, not that England matters, but it obviously shows how good a goalkeeper he is and the potential he has. And the confidence levels he's got is, is, is just phenomenal. So for me, I know it's a tricky one, but I'd, I'd, let, I'd say Henderson just, just sneaks it for me. How difficult does that make Solskjaer's job? You know, another season with this headache because you have De Gea, who's the highest paid goalkeeper in the world, who could be sat on the bench as a result. Um, and, and, and that is a very, very difficult decision for a manager to make it's a really tough decision of course isn't it and they're both top goalkeepers there's no denying it just because De Gea's had a couple of bad seasons doesn't make him a poor goalkeeper he's, he's, yeah. he's a phenomenal keeper we've, we've seen that in the past but ultimately that's what that's what these managers are paid hundreds of thousands of pounds to do is make these tough decisions drop players when they're not informed play players that other players might not you know other managers might not pick or fans not might not see the sense behind playing these players and, and that's where they, they earn their crust. That, that's why they lose their jobs so quickly and so easily is because they're not getting results on the pitch. And it's even worse for Manchester United because you expect it to win trophies. So Solskjaer's almost got to, which I'm sure he does, he's got to forget the, the background noise, the noise from the fans and pick what he believes is the best team to challenge and potentially win the Premier League. I think when I try to assess it, it's difficult because I, ultimately I think right now, if you were to compare both goalkeepers, I think De Gea is, is a better goalkeeper. I, from from what I've seen with, with Henderson, I see a goalkeeper who, as you said, will make mistakes, but perhaps has a better ceiling right now. And, you know, when we took the gamble with the hair, it cost us 20 million, a lot of money at the time spent on a goalkeeper with, with, very, with quite little experience. He'd, he'd play big games for Let's Go Madrid, but he was about to join the biggest club in the world to replace Edwin van der Zaar. And he made lots of mistakes and Solskjaer had to stand by him. I just think that's the same process that we're going to have to go with with Henderson. And I can't see us going, with, going until January with De Gea as number one and Henderson being happy because surely that would be the bottom line for Henderson. He signed a new contract last season, but he's, he's quite a confident chap in, in terms of demanding that he gets his chance as number one. And I can see if we go to January without this being solved, we could lose out on a very good young goalkeeper and also be stuck with the highest-paid goalkeeper who's passed it. That's a big, big blow. It, yeah, hundred percent. And I think, I think 
I don't think Henderson's been quiet about that fact, whether it's been publicly or with his agent, or it's been, you know, it's been, you know, it's it's, it's come out, you know, from from different sources. I think it's, we know that Henderson wants to play and expects to play, and I don't think he'll be happy with just playing cup games or you know European games. He wants that starting role in the Premier League because that's where you play your number one goalkeeper. You see it all the top clubs in in in, in around the club, the country and the, and the and Europe. The 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 main goalkeepers play in the league. So, and he's good enough. There's no doubt about it. He is good enough to do it. And like you say, the higher is you know going down the other side of his career now in terms of well, these performances are showing that at least anyway. So yeah, if 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 Henderson's not playing January, there's 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 no reason why he couldn't kick up a fuss because there's been bids for him before and there'll still be bids for him now. Well, look, the proof is in the pudding. There's been questions about the hair for the past maybe three years. He's lost his place as the first choice at Spain and they haven't really got a well to go goalkeepers for Spain. They're still not picking him. So look, we're not the only ones raising these questions. This has been a consistent thing. I just hope that he bites the bullet and he does go with a more long-term approach, even though there'll be a lot of noise as a result and they're never short of that when you're managing Manchester United anyway. <laughs> but before we wrap it up, Daniel, there's a few more questions to touch on this week. It looks like Lingard is going to be staying put. Are you happy for him or do you wish the club got the offer that they would have accepted? Because it's, it was, you know, it's a difficult summer. His value will probably never be as high as it is now. But then there's also a feeling after his farm at West Ham, can he offer us something? Yeah, we all saw how good he was at West Ham when he had that bit of freedom, that bit of you know confidence that came into his game as, as the games went on. He, he, he was phenomenal. There's no other word for him. He produced, scored goals, created goals, and he looked he looked like the the Lingard we all expected a good few years back. Now, I don't agree with the treatment that he's had of fans, and I know there's an extra pressure for playing for Manchester United, but to have Lingard as a squad player, I mean, utilize him in the League Cup games, the FA Cup games, some Premier League games when we need him, utilize him off the bench if we need a bit of work rate, a bit of, you know, pace and, you know, enthusiasm in the game. There's, or if you just want to rest a few players because the game's won, bring Lingard on because you know what you're getting. So I don't particularly care that we've not sold him because for me, he can he can definitely do a job as long as the fans stay off his back. I understand, like I said, it's demand from certain players, but utilise him for, for what we need. So and I'm sure Solskjaer can do that. And you know you're going to get a good attitude from Lingard all the time regardless of whether he's playing or not. Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of factors too as to why he might want to stay in Manchester. We understand that last season when he was off duty with West Ham, he was actually spending most of his time in Manchester. So, And he also has a young daughter. So moving to a different country, which it's, you're hearing about all these offers from Italy, France and Spain, but he has to uproot his family as a result. And, you know, it's, it's easy for people to sit back on social media and to say what a player should do with, it, with his not only his career, but his life. But when it comes down to that, you kind of have to understand that um, he is a player that's under contract. And if he wants to stay, he's, he's every right to stay in that contract. Um, and as, as look, we're not keeping a player either who's, who's completely useless. I, I think Lingard came through the U team. The, the promise was always there. He had some great glimpses in the first team, which a lot of people like to forget, weirdly. Scoring an important goal in an FA Cup final. Shouldn't forget that. And I think looking at him last season, you look at where West Ham finished getting into the European place, they wouldn't have done that without Lingard. There's not a whole... Pe- no, I know people play differently against West Ham and against Manchester United, absolutely. But look, there's a bit of a buzz around United right now. 
I'm sure Sancho or even his good friend of Lingard, and he doesn't want to leave that. And be, he wants to be part of it. I think he definitely showed enough last season that we shouldn't be writing him off. And, and yeah, and, and and on top of that, they love him. All the players love him. The yeah. staff love him. In and around the changing room, that guy is electric. You saw it on social media at West Ham. You've seen it over the years at Manchester United where he's got stick for it. But you can't beat team morale. You can't beat players like that in the changing room. I remember playing again in the lower leagues, but you've got them kind of characters in the changing room. The lads love them. They build you up. They give you that confidence that they build that morale in the team. And, and every every squad, I don't care if it's full of superstars, needs players like that. That's just fun in and around the, the training room, but also incredibly passionate and hardworking and, and loves the club. I'm after taking my football boots out of the shed for the first time in about two years today because I'm going playing tonight. So I better wrap up <laughs> this podcast nerds. I plan on scoring a few. So with, with the imminent announcement of Varan, I know I've kind of asked something similar about this. But during your time at the club, I'm guessing the biggest arrivals at that spell would have been the likes of Varane, Ferdinand and maybe Rooney. In the dressing room, when a big name comes into Manchester United, what are the players saying before he comes in? You know, what's, what's he going to be like? Is he going to fit in? I think one day I really remember clearly was, was Rio Ferdinand's first day and, and being in around the change room, knowing that he was coming in. It was the first day of this, you know, the pre-season training and we trained in there and and he just came in and he lit up the change room. He was confident. He was arrogant. He had that swagger. And, and the lads really, really took to him. And um, I do think it has a big impact on how they come in as well. So he came in. He was English, I suppose, makes a big difference because he can, he can speak the language a lot. I mean, I remember when Forlan came in, Veron came in, the English wasn't spot on. So it was very welcoming. I remember when Veron came in, lads were like, oh, my God, Veron's coming in. He's mm. what a player he is. We know how good he is. But I just remember the buzz around the changing room and, and, you know, at Carrington when, when Rio turned up because, and he, and he was great. He, he, he was taking the mick out of us young lads straight away in the training pitch and stuff like that. So he, he fit in straight away, but he's got that character, hasn't he? He's got that mentality. So I think players love it when the big players come in. And, and as a young lad, it was just like, I, I remember thinking, oh God, Rio Ferdinand or Veron. Veron was the one though. He's like in training, what a player. You're thinking, Jesus, this, 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 this player is special. Um, so yeah, you do have, you kind of get awestruck, and even the, the big name players, they they're kind of in all of these these names as well because they've just seen them on on, on Sky Television or whatever it is, and and they, they they can't wait to play with them because they're the ones like you know the Nevilles, the Beckhams, they were playing with them you know week in week out, so it was exciting for them. Although I can see it for the rest of you, I can for the life of me imagine Roy Keane jumping around the dressing room welcoming a new signing. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't remember Roy ever getting too excited about anything, to be honest, yeah. Um, <laughs> Not even Christmas. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, he, he was the ultimate professional, wasn't he? He he, he demanded the best in trading and... I've seen some some kids get on the, the wrong side of you know, not training properly and, and getting the a rough end of, uh, of Roy's uh, aggression, that, that's for sure. But, but that's what it's about. It's a mixture of personalities, new signs coming in, different cultures. And, and a club like Manchester United... You know, players from all over the world. You know, it's it's fantastic. It's you know, you didn't see it in football years ago, but as a result of that, people learn more. They learn a lot more about different people and, and experiences in life. Before I let you go, a quick prediction for the game against Leeds. United are back. Are we going to start in the front foot? And unlike last season, where we started quite slowly, I think it's going to be an entertaining game. We've we talked. We've talked about how. Leeds play and how they approach games and they go a bit gung-ho so I do think it'll be an entertaining game it'll be a good one to watch I think watching you know the Everton game 
that you mentioned earlier, I think United are coming in, you know, they're, they're looking really sharp and really on form. So I, I, I think it will be 3-1 United. I'm going to go 2-0 United. I'm going to go for three, probably going for three points to start the season. That's exactly what we need because you don't can't win the league in the first few months or even weeks, but you can lose it. You don't only part that chasing pack, and that, that's been the case in previous seasons. And I think what I want this year is a real, real go at the title. Not, not throwing it out to that we need to go and win it, but I want a challenge. We have, we've added this season, added quality players, and why not? Please make sure you subscribe to the Stratycast on Spotify, Acast, and Apple Podcasts. Also, the Stratty newsletter where you get the inside track of Manchester United. You can subscribe at stratty.substack.com forward slash welcome. Daniel, thanks so much for joining us this week in the Strikecast. And I can't wait to hear from you again, hopefully, after a win over Leeds. <laughs> no problem. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.